lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome. We are live and on demand here on the Steve Day Show. That is yours truly alongside Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. We have quite the jam-packed show for you today and something I want to address here right off the top, which I'll get to in a moment. Uh, but first, here's what's coming up on the program today. We have a surprise for you, Mr. Erzin. So I saw. In Pop Culture Tuesday. Can only imagine. And I am going to turn you into our uh, instantaneous instant reaction ad hoc focus group and just get your reaction to something that we will share with you live and blindside you with the final segment of the show and i i greatly look forward to try to break me on air right? yeah, i am he was trying to extract hints from me before the show yeah was he yeah i said what should my level of preparedness be what did you tell him i don't know yeah yeah because i don't yeah this this is uh you see my follow-up note on that that I sent you as well? No, I didn't. Yeah, they're, they're from yesterday, what we're surprising him with, I sent you a follow-up note on that. Okay. You need to look at that before we get to that segment, like maybe now, just in case you missed it. Okay. It, it may need a quick... Uh, um, oh, oh, the edit, yeah. Yeah, you got right, that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, we're good. Okay. Yeah, this... Because it has to be perfect. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I only got one, I've only got one chance to get your instant reaction with a camera rolling and i greatly look forward to are this. you certain that there's no way i will have seen what's coming it's possible possible not likely but okay. possible yes uh for fake news or not i'm going to walk you guys through i called an audible here at the last second this morning um i'm, I'm going to walk you guys through what it's like in my world and for all of you all the time, why don't you post this or why don't we see this and can I get a link to this? I'm, I'm going to walk you through from just this morning what it is like to live in my world. Now, listen, man, I, this beats going down a mine shaft with a flashlight for a living. Amen. OK. Amen. So I'm not I'm not sitting here complaining. Woe is me. I, I know I'm incredibly blessed to get to do this. I'm incredibly blessed to get paid to stand up for what I believe in. There are few things a man would would desire as much to earn a living doing than that. All right? But if you want to know why we talk so much about things like subscriptions to Blaze TV, why we address the censorship so prevalently and how it makes it more difficult for us to get information to you that you want and frankly deserve and need, I'm going to walk you through a living, breathing example of this that just happened to me just this morning on my Facebook account, right? We're going to talk about that for fake news or not. At the bottom of this hour, what's fake news or not when it comes to January 6th? Epic Times recently did a documentary taking a pretty holistic view of the events of that day. I had a chance to watch that recently. Did you get a chance to watch it when I sent you the link yet? I have not had a chance you, you to get, you got You guys definitely need to watch this. But there's a ton of footage in this documentary that, frankly, I had not yet seen. And the gentleman who put that together and hosts it for Epic Times, he's going to join us here at the bottom of the hour. We look forward to that. In a moment, uh, something I want to address here right off the top, because there's a little Devil and Daniel Webster kind of lesson that I think probably uh, should be reset. First, though, 
Our friends over at Patriot Mobile, you know, for years we've talked about Patriot Mobile, and now we are excited to tell you about Patriot Mobile business. You can now partner your business with Patriot Mobile, America's only American uh, mobile phone company. Uh, Join them in the fight for the Constitution and more. Patriot Mobile business has exceptional nationwide coverage, the same as everybody else, all the communist companies do because they all use the same towers anyway. And you'll get the same great service plus the knowledge that your money is not directly supporting the values that uh, you are that are trying to destroy your way of life. They offer wireless data plans, pricing that is also customizable to fit your business needs. Here's the best part too. Absolutely no contracts. They are confident enough in their product and customer service that they don't have to lock you into anything. They're fine uh, on a month-to-month basis just being, hey, prove it to me. They're fine doing that for you. If you are a business owner uh, that is also a veteran or first responder, uh, let them know, and they'll give you a free activation on your business account when you go to patreonmobile.com slash Steve. That's patreonmobile.com slash Steve, or you can call them at 972-PATRIOT. So do you guys remember the old story, the devil and Daniel Webster? Sure. All right. And classic, it's essentially American retelling of Faustian bargain, just not nearly as well-written and as eloquent and poetic, but it's, it's about making a deal with the devil. And the idea that be careful what you wish for, it's a kind of an American monkey paw story. And so a guy, a farmer, makes a deal with the devil. And the devil delivers everything that he promised in exchange for his immortal soul. But as Ben Kenobi once said to Luke Skywalker, from a certain point of view, right? And this farmer realizes he's outmatched. And so he goes and gets the greatest intellect considered of the day, Daniel Webster, the great orator of early America, uh, to essentially argue his case before the enemy in order to recover his immortal soul. Right? That's the story. I hadn't thought about that story in many, many, many years. Until this morning. This morning, I wake up, and you guys know one of my things in my routine in the morning is Twitter's kind of a an associated press you know, Lexus Nexus kind of database for me to get caught up on what transpired over the last 12, 16 hours. Story from Politico. The Cheney 2024 conundrum. And this quote from the story basically summarizes the entire piece. Talking about Liz Cheney here. Quote, Liberals who lavish praise upon Liz Cheney for her defiance of Donald Trump are making one thing crystal clear. Don't expect us to support you for president or any other political office for that matter. End quote. In other words, Pretty Woman only happens in the movies. Your money's over there on the nightstand, sweetie. Feel free to use the bathroom and clean yourself up. 
Have a good rest of your evening. When you dance with the devil, the devil don't change. He changes you. And now here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by an ugly milestone. For the first time ever, illegal alien encounters at the border have surpassed 2 million people in one year. Those numbers do not include known gotaways, which the Department of Homeland Security says numbers around 500,000. There's still one month to go this fiscal year. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy is openly contradicting Joe Biden's assertion that the pandemic is over. What the president's reflecting is the fact that we've made tremendous progress against COVID-19. We're in a very different place now than we were at the beginning of this pandemic with significantly lower death rates. We have all of our children back in school. We have people able to go back to work, families and friends able to see each other. But he also said, you know, we have more work to do on COVID. A new poll of various Georgia races by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution shows Republican leads across the board. Herschel Walker leads Raphael Warnock 46 to 44 percent in the Senate election. Brian Kemp leads Stacey Abrams 50 to 42 in the gubernatorial election. Another win for Ron DeSantis. You remember that state attorney he canned about a month ago. Well, a federal judge has just rejected now former state attorney Andrew Warren's request to be reinstated to his office. Warren cited free speech as his defense because apparently repeatedly showing deference to criminals is now a free speech issue. Checking in on the military, what you're about to see is a montage of various teachers at K-12 military schools. Here are some considerations for elementary students, specifically for you elementary teachers. You can talk about LGBTQ plus things in elementary school, um, and then it's actually the ideal time. So kids as young as four years old are already starting to develop a stable understanding of their gender identity. And he said to me, Ms. Berard, I'm just tired of always feeling I'm because I'm a young white male, I've done something mm. wrong. Wow. Wow. And I, I didn't know how to respond to that. that you know, just being that safe, safe adult and trusted adult. Um, if you think you're going to accidentally, you might accidentally out a student, uh, make sure you practice, practice with a friend or a colleague or be honest with the student. I'm really glad you shared your pronouns with me. I'm afraid I'm going to say something in front of a caregiver. Groomer alert, Oakville Trafalgar High School in Canada has come out in defense of a male teacher who has been showing up to class with massive prosthetic breasts complete with protruding nipples. The district told parents that the teacher's gender identity is protected. Meanwhile, in New York City, this teacher was fired from her job for refusing the COVID jabs. I came out of retirement to help the city of New York because I love this city. It's a great city. I'm a licensed math teacher. They always had a shortage of math teachers. So who in a right mind would let go a math teacher? Checking in on CNN where Don Lamont had a guest on, an expert on the royal family. Lemon attempted to make the case to this woman why the royal family's wealth should be used for reparations for descendants of slaves. Her response is not what he was expecting. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? 
that was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages. Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think. Aaron's Razor update, it's just demonic, bro. This is a random rapper who just released the following music video. I'm BDF, baby daddy free. That me, I ain't got a baby coming out of me. So I'm A-B-O-R-T-I-N-G. On my way to the clinic, I forgot the plan B. In case you couldn't make that out, the rapper is twerking and bragging about murdering her unborn child. Credit to live action for the censored version of that video. And finally, veteran pollster Rick Shafton has produced what might be one of the best political ads of the last decade. The fight for racial equity unites everyone on Martha's Vineyard. That's why Islanders were so welcoming when Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent migrants to diversify Martha's Vineyard and bring some equity to America's most exclusive enclave. But then Governor Charlie Baker sent in the National Guard to whisk away these immigrants and remove them from the island. That's wrong, and it's not fair. Call Governor Baker. Tell Baker to stop removing migrants from Martha's Vineyard and demand Florida send more instead. And that's what happened while we were away. <laughs> I've got so confession. I have known Rick Shafton for many years. Um, I didn't think he had this sort of tongue-in-cheek in him. Actually. No, I didn't either. Um, that's that. I did not either. Okay. Like I could see Rick Shafton running an ad saying, "Tell those mother effing uh, yeah, uh, commies exactly. in Massachusetts, all right." Uh, to, to to take those illegal aliens and take them all. I mean, I could see him running that ad, and frankly, him and I have run ads like that together a, a time or two in the past. Um, but uh, that there there is a level, Rick. You never know. Sometimes you think when we get older, you've kind of maxed out, you know, your potential. The last three or four years has changed all of us. Too. Yes, Rick has a Rick has discovered a level of winsomeness that, frankly, I was unaware that he was capable of because that is freaking laugh out loud funny stuff, man. I mean, that is Babylon B level material turned into an actual political ad. I mean, he hit rhinos. He hit the left. Um, I, I mean, that's use their own language to do it. I mean, that, that is a piece de resistance. Uh, Aaron's montage is brought to you by our friends over at my Patriot supply who are giving us a lot of credit for bringing a lot of business their way. But you know me, I've, I love accepting credit. But in this case, I really just in good conscience cannot. The credit in this case goes to Let's Go Brandon. I am the mere messenger. He is the harbinger of doom. He is the reason that you know, better be prepped, yo, right? <laughs> if we were trying to sell my Patriot Supply in 2017 with the greatest household income net worth growth we had seen since the dot-com boom, 
Not as receptive of a message. Nope. No, no. But when you live in this economy, people are like, yeah, it's about to go down, right? So um, if you want to get the Let's Go Brandon discount over at My Patriot Supply and their three-month emergency food kit, uh, that's breakfast, lunch, dinner, uh, three square meals a day, plus snacks and drinks, over 2,000 plus calories for you. And everybody in your household, you can get it right now for a 20% Let's Go Brandon discount. When you go to preparewithdace.com, D-E-A-C-E, and they'll throw in free shipping as well. Preparewithdace.com, 20% off for three months and free shipping at preparewithdace.com. Coming up in the overtime today, I saw a tweet about the state of Christianity in America. And I felt compelled to respond to it. I'm going to share that response and we're going to discuss that's coming up in the overtime later today for blaze tv subscribers you'll be able to watch that we'll record it right after today's show for you you'll be able to watch it later today at blaze tv.com slash dace for the rest of you blaze tv.com slash dace is where you can go if you're not yet one to become a blaze tv subscriber and with that let us go to the montage i have watched that don lemon clip three times now and this is the third time this time, I didn't even pay attention to what she was saying. And I was just watching him and his reaction. And just trying to gauge what thought bubble was going on inside his brain while this was going on. I mean, he was just completely stoic during this entire dressing down of a clip, right? Like this, uh, my understanding is this tribe that is being celebrated in this uh, women African tribal movie that's out at the box oh, office yeah. right now, that this tribe themselves was actual slave traders. That that was just kind of left out of the movie. That's my understanding of the history of this tribe that they are, that's they are discussing. That they are themselves were slave traders, heavily involved in it, actually. And, and so, I mean, this is Ben Shapiro on Pierce Morgan, if you remember that from about 10 yes. years ago kind of stuff i mean and 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 you I, like, I don't even know i've never heard that woman's name in my life until this clip right and i mean what shapiro did to pierce morgan that night on cnn over guns i mean that i mean his star went supernova after that i mean this is that level of an in your face no no emotion no um, uh, no exaggeration, just a systematic dissection and disembowelment of your viewpoint. That's what we call a truth bomb. So my, that's my first question to you guys today. What is the thought bubble in Don Lemon's brain after he realized I just stepped on the rakes of rakes right here? I don't think he realized he got punked. You don't. I don't think so. You think he's, the cult is so far gone that he took a rake to the face, and and we're all watching the scrapes and the and the and the smears of the blood on his face, and he's just like oblivious to that. Yeah, I don't think he realized he got punked. She led off with, "Yes, I think uh, reparations are good," or whatever, uh, and then went on to completely disembowel, as you noted, uh, his 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 assertions. And I just think he stopped listening after that first sentence. Todd, what do you think? I think the thought bubble, and here's the real tragedy of it all. Well, I got away with it every other time. Because, listen. So the thought bubble is don't book this woman again. Well, the, I, It was a deconstruction, Steve, but that wasn't calculus. That is basic history. Mm-hmm. Anybody can use it against Don Lemon anytime they want to. They don't because of their stupid white guilt, their stupid uh, talking point nonsense. 
This is basic levels of understanding the fact that from the Arabs to uh, the uh, black Africans, they were all in on this. All of humanity has grown under this. We just said there's a clip going around this weekend of Bill Maher pointed this out. This is not complicated history. That's what's so sad about this. People like Don Lemon have been perpetrating a scam on you for a long time, and most of you, unlike this woman, just let him do it over and over again. Um, who's running the country? No idea. I'm, I'm again. I, we try not to. It's sometimes it's unavoidable. We really try not to do own the chitlibs, uh, you know, uh, broadcasting here, low lying fruit stuff. You know that a lot of the other shows far more popular than us do. <laughs> All right. But I'm not interested in that most of the time. So we try not to do that on this show. And I know, but I, and I know this is one of those narratives, but sometimes the own the chit libs narrative is just obvious. Who is running well, the country I when mean, the surgeon freaking general, who's somebody that no one knows, more people in America probably remember who C. Everett Coop was, and he's been dead for like 20 years, than know who this guy is, okay? Or who Jerome Adams was in the last administration, right? All right. What is it when the Surgeon General of the United States is the guy that is actually walking back and undermining the Commander-in-Chief? Who is running this country? I have a question. Actually, let me just make this statement. I don't think it matters, actually, at this point in time, that Joe Biden has dementia and that he is being basically propped up by puppeteers. Because this, is, this goes back to the last administration, too. We have this we have this expert class within the deep state, whether it's Anthony Fauci and Anthony Fauci was out there uh, recently, just within the last 24 hours, uh, contradicting Biden as well. I think the health public health apparatus within the deep state, I think they feel empowered. They felt empowered the last administration. So I don't think it really matters. I don't think this is a Joe Biden thing. I think they really believe that they run the country and. If you look around, you look around, I'd be hard pressed to argue against that notion. And I think this is going to be a problem going forward as well. In, in other words, Obamacare is working. It's working. I was a little too flippant. I think there's Obamaistas politically running it. I think there's Fauci. So a hive mind, a hydra. Well, but I, doing the health aspect, I think the FBI is very much running the deep state. Mm -hmm. When I say I, I don't know if that's all. How much of that is independent fiefdoms and how much of it is coordinated and who's doing the coordinating? I don't. Because this isn't isolated. I mean, this is a president who we have seen say multiple times, they told me not to say that. They told me not to take any questions. They told me I couldn't talk about that. Who's the they? Who's he talking about? Who is he talking about? I mean, he made some of these kinds of comments on 60 Minutes again the other night. Who is running the country? What, what you're describing is a hydra. Yeah. Right? I uh, just don't know what the you know, part that, of that, that or is. some kind of a hive mind is what you're describing. Yeah. You know, there's another way to describe that, by the way. Yeah. That's yeah, a demonic kind of a yeah, construct a is what you're coming out about that. Yeah, you're of? you're also describing kind of a demonic construct. Yeah. Um the polling out of uh Georgia. I'm just gonna tell you right now that there is no way. No way. Brian Kemp 
is winning by eight points statewide in this environment. See, that is the key in this environment. That he is going to win by eight points statewide and Herschel Walker is not only going to win, going to lose, but only win by two. That's just not happening. There, there just aren't, there just aren't Raphael Warnock, Brian Kemp split voters. At least not seven points worth of them. Okay. They're just not, doesn't exist. That is not going to occur. Brian Kemp will either not win by eight, which would put the Walker race in much more turmoil, or he will end the Walker race. Maybe there's two or three points of those people, and I think even in this environment, that is asking a lot. Remember Joe Biden won the state of Georgia by, what is it, like 13,000 votes or something? Okay. There's no way there's that level of split people. So, so because see, here's the thing. Raphael Warnock is on the gubernatorial ballot too. Him and Stacey Abrams are the exact same candidate. Now, I don't think Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker are the same candidate, fair, in terms right. of their profiles and the, 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 the bases on the, right. of the right that they emanate from. They're not the same candidate, but Raphael Warnock and Stacey Abrams... They are yes. the same candidate. Who's, who's going to vote for Kemp and then vote exactly. for Raphael Warnock? Exactly. No one is the answer. Three points May, worth? No way. No way, there's, no way that's true. No way that's true. There is no way Kemp is winning by eight and Herschel Walker is losing or only winning by a couple. Maybe Herschel Walker wins by five or six then. But no way. That, that, that composite of a voter does not exist. Now, what I'm more curious about is the polling that just came out of Wisconsin. Emerson is one of the best pollsters in the country right now. They have Ron Johnson up by four. And they have, is it Michaels who is challenging the governor there? Is that the name of the Tim, Republican nominee? I'm not sure how to say the last name. But yeah, I think it's uh, Michaels. I think it's Tim Michaels. They have the Democrat, Tony Evers, winning by two, but he's well under 50 and so the race is essentially within the margin for error, right? So we have a, a statistical tie there, and Ron Johnson had just out of the margin for error. Now, Wisconsin demographically is not Georgia, right? Right. But, it, but Wisconsin is also under the exact same environment as Georgia, which is one of the reasons why the Democrat incumbent governor there is within the margin for, is statistically tied with a Republican whose last name we weren't even sure how to pronounce Right. Just mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. All right. I'm not I don't think it, I, do I think this kind of vote splitting is more possible in your home state or a former home state? Yes, I agree. But four points is still an awful lot in an environment like this. And we are talking about a state that we have seen succumb to this kind of an environment in the past. That's how Scott Walker got elected. And then defeated, what was it, a couple of different recall elections at the exact same time. Right. Right. So I I don't, I don't even think even in Wisconsin, you could see this level of variance where Ron John wins by four or so and the Democrat governor survives in this environment because of this environment. 
I mean, we're talking about record inflation. We're talking about um, record increases in mortgage rates, in mortgage payments. We're talking about record levels of loss of net household income and worth in America. We're talking about two-thirds of the country admitting they're making less money than they were making a year ago. I mean, I don't think that can happen even in Wisconsin, but what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I guarantee you that there's going to be, because of the reason you've supported uh, Ron Johnson uh, in the past and vocalized it on this show, there's going to be a concerted effort to tamp down expectations on him as uh, much as possible. Uh, I, I, and I, this, this schizophrenia seems to be working the opposite direction of what you pointed out with Scott Walker. Whereas when it was state bound, he was defended. Uh, but when it was, uh, when he went federal is when people got, uh, frustrated with him. Whereas you just said, Johnson is polling higher mm -hmm. than the governor. Mm -hmm. That flips the script on it. So I'm not trusting uh, a lot of this uh, out of Wisconsin. I, I, I think we're, we are, instead of a spit, I think we're closer to a, the reality is, if you really got, and you addressed this yesterday, the uh, the difficulty for Kahaley talking about how to pull this yes, stuff, yeah. I, which I'll let you comment on, but I, I think we're far closer to a Republican sweep of those two offices I, than, I, than these numbers show. I mean, today's September the 20th. We're sitting here with the president of the United States whose median approval is 39%, yes. and that's in his own regime-approved polling. And Oregon might go to a Yeah, I, I think they're going to get annihilated. I mean, I, I really do. I, I think they're I'm with you. going to get annihilated, and I say that without any high regard for the vast majority of these Correct. Republicans that will win in their place. If you are tuned into us right now and you are maybe just a tad sensitive about your hair loss, I've got great news for you. Keeps has you covered with the same doctor-recommended, clinically proven, researched-backed treatments to stop hair loss and improve hair growth. Hair growth, easy for me to say. Keeps physicians will help you select the right products and treatments for your specific condition and hair goals, whether that's preventing hair loss, stimulating hair growth, or just taking better care of the hair that you have. And uh, all Keeps treatments are delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of a traditional pharmacy because they use the generic versions. Your plan also comes with unlimited one-year access to your physician who oversees your case, and you can talk to him about anything or her anything, anytime. If you want to get started, they give you 50% off as well to get you started. When you go to keeps.com slash grow, K-E-E-P-S, keeps.com slash grow, 50% off to get you started, plus regular savings consistently with the generic versions when you go to keeps.com slash grow. Well, about uh, a week ago, I had uh, finally the opportunity to sit down and watch this documentary in its entirety and it's exceptionally well done. Joshua Phillip is an award-winning investigative reporter with the Epic Times. He's the host of Epic TV's Crossroads program. And he was uh, one of the main people responsible for this outstanding documentary on January 6th. He joins us now here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Joshua, my name is Steve Dace. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for joining hey, us no here pleasure. today on the show, brother. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure meeting you too. 
So I sat down and I was riveted by what you put together and mainly because I thought I thought you took a very balanced approach to this, actually. You let the, the experts uh, in security and public safety that you uh, uh, accumulated for the show, you uh, just create, I mean, you did this thing, we used to call this journalism. Uh, you just uh, gathered the video evidence out there that seemed pretty incontrovertible one way or the other and presented it to people that would understand how to interpret it and to do so without an agenda. I mean, there are angles pointed out here where there were there were violent acts committed by Trump supporters that is not hidden from this audience whatsoever. Uh, so it, this doesn't allege the entire thing was a false flag operation, but it certainly does raise questions about Ray Epps and some of the other things that have been highly suspicious here since the events of January 6th. Take us to why you decided to tackle this story to begin with. And where'd you get some of this footage, Josh? Because I'd not seen a lot of the footage that's in your documentary before. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, the idea with this documentary was pretty simple. It was just kind of show people the full context of what took place that day. And, you know, like you said, a lot of people have not, you know, you, you mentioned you haven't seen some of this evidence before, some of the video footage. Um, yes. Yeah, so, you know, we've had we have a lot of different sources we got video from. Um, so we, it was kind of a big operation getting all that. Um, but, you know, I, I can tell you for myself, when I was watching the January 6 narratives come out, the Jan 6 committee, what a lot of the media were talking about, you know, the narrative for me was very obvious. It was obvious that the real story is really the suspicious actors. The real story of violence that day is that, you know, yeah, there was a bit on the Trump side. Not it, There was some. We can't write it off but not nearly as much as there was on the side of the Capitol Police and DC Metro. And a lot of that footage had never been seen publicly. And it didn't occur to me until maybe a bit further into it that a lot of people had not seen the evidence I had seen. And because of that, I think people, <clears throat> even people who knew something was fishy with January 6th, mm -hmm. they do not have the evidence to prove why their suspicions are valid. And, you know, with discussions internally, you know, some of my colleagues, uh, we decided basically just to put all this evidence together and show through this evidence the full context of what took place on January 6th, which is, of course, the documentary, The Real Story January 6th you're mentioning. The first, the, when, when, when the events first occurred, I had the same instant reaction based on the framing that I think probably just about any um decent i don't want to lose the country on my generation to watch american probably had right okay yeah, yeah then i i start hearing more and i start asking questions for example the 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 the, the some of the original video we had of ashley babbitt's um her killing her murder some of the original video was actually shot by a self-confessed antifa member from utah and yes. i mean there are there's tens of thousands of people in the Capitol at this at this rally that day. What are the odds? You want to talk about the ultimate needle in a haystack, Josh. What are the odds that a self-confessed Antifa member from Utah travels 2,000 plus miles to Washington, D.C. in the dead of January and just figures out how to navigate a crowd of tens of thousands of people that he thinks are all entirely racist and Nazis to just so happen to be there and capture on video the only person who was actually killed that day what what are the odds of that josh because i think they're kind of astronomical actually 
Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty slim, I'd say. Uh, you're talking about John Sullivan. Uh, interesting note, John Sullivan not only captured the video footage of Ashley Babbitt getting shot and killed, he also captured some of the footage of Ray Epps talking about, you know, going into the Capitol. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he he's very good at being where he needs to be, <laughs> to say the least. Speaking and, yeah, of there, odds. There were many people like him. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I want to go to Ray Epps next. All right. Speaking of odds, mm-hmm. what are the odds that they're literally rounding up people who walked through the Capitol? Either they, in, they came through violently or they were actually let in by security because we've all seen some of that video as well. All right. If you, if you dressed up like the Minnesota Vikings mascot and sat in Nancy Pelosi's chair to do a photo bomb, you're, you're going to spend some time in prison, right? But a guy who's on camera the night before the event urging people to take the Capitol, Bastille style, all right, to declare tomorrow Bastille Day, is out there free as a bird. What are the odds of that? How does that work? Yeah, well, and a lot of people are suspicious of him because of that, because Ray Epps was caught on video saying, we need to go into the Capitol, right? He was telling people this the day before. And on the day of the breach, he was, you know, alongside the group that did, in fact, tear down the police barricades and so on. He's, he's caught along in video alongside them as well. And it raises questions, I think, over, well, I, th- I think the bigger picture, you know, Ray Epps was just one individual. The bigger picture is you had about a hundred suspicious actors and, and material witnesses who were the, you know, Ray Epps was kind of alongside them. It's not clear what role he played with them, uh, but really the focus, I think the bigger focus really should be on the folks that we don't know, mm-hmm. frankly, uh, because those are the ones who did in fact do what everybody's being accused of doing tore down the barriers, breached the Capitol. They had another team inside the Capitol. They're even on surveillance camera, opening the doors, looking at the camera, and someone unlocks the door because you can't just push it open like they did, right? Someone unlocked it for them. And those people, the ones who actually did this, the FBI just has no interest in them, the, at least not that we've seen. The FBI has let them all off scot-free, and so we call them suspicious actors and material witnesses because mm-hmm. we don't know who they are. Uh, which, I mean, should blow anyone's mind when you think that, yeah, people did breach the Capitol, but those ones are not the ones they're interested in. I'm glad you brought that up because I think other than a, a lot of footage that I had previously not seen, the two things that yeah. gave me new ways to examine those days' events is one, what you just pointed out, that the, the, the cadre of, as you guys described them in the documentary, suspicious actors that you see doing the things you're talking about. They are caught on surveillance video doing these things. They're not as obvious about it or out in the open and unmasked like Ray Epps is, but there's also like no interest in finding out who they are, right? Meanwhile, a guy who stands in front of the gate or in front of the entrance to the building and prays for people to stop acting violently and tries to create, make himself literally a human shield, all right, to, to stop the people from clashing with police. He's now rounded up. Uh, with his life, uh, of course, uh, is put on trial. While these suspicious actors uh, were not even intellectually curious. The other thing was hearing public safety and security experts, literally like Zapruder film, go through this literally blow by blow and point out from a technique standpoint, how many officers were not even acting within accordance of their own protocols but literally, this was like ret- retribution. It was vengeance. It was 
they had their own agendas and wanted to punish the people that dared had these viewpoints or behaved this way. And I found that particularly potent and powerful as well, because just like the the dancing nurses that were so busy in our hospitals during COVID, uh, that it was you couldn't possibly criticize all their off-key TikTok videos. We have been told that the Capitol Police are literally the Canadian Mounties. I mean, they're they're, they're the armies of heaven. They they cannot be criticized. And so you guys puncture a hole in that narrative. Yeah, well, you know, that was uh, the individual you're talking about it. We brought on the main one was Stan Keffart. And I mean, he's if you were to go in the court databases and look up like expert witnesses on police use of force, he's like the number one guy. If 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 courts, you know, during trials want to call in someone to testify on police use of force, he's the best guy you can possibly get. And so we brought him in and we showed him, you know, we flew him into uh, Texas, actually. And we showed him the video footage we had of police use of force, of some of the con- the other, some of the real clashes you see with police and people. And we just had him, you know, give his assessment from, you know, from his expert you know, stance. Uh, was there illegal, was there illegal activity done in the police? Was this justified? What do you see here? And as you saw in the documentary, I mean, he he actually, I think, had never seen a lot of this before. And so a lot of what you're watching is like his legitimate in the moment mm. reaction. And you can see by the end of it, he was just he was just shocked. I mean, he was I think I think it's fair to say he was disgusted by what he saw because the police. I mean, I mean look, I, I typically respect police, but it doesn't mean they can just violate the law. It doesn't mean they can just do whatever they want. I mean, they were a woman, for example, Victoria White. We had the video footage of this officer just beating her in the head while she's trapped, right? She can't escape. Right. They're not arresting her. She's clearly her. not They're any not kind doing... of a threat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And, she, and she can't get out even more. You know, she can't escape. And she's cornered. And this officer's just beating her on the head with this baton, uh, which Stan Keffart notes is a violation of use of force because he could have killed her. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't do that. Um, you know, the, the death of Roseanne Boyland, one of the people who died that day, everyone knows about Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boyland, uh, who police, you know, they deployed, she was in a tunnel, police deployed tear gas in the tunnel. It's, you don't do that because it sucks the oxygen out. People did what you would expect them to do, which is they panic, they tramp, she gets trampled because people are trying to escape. Uh, you know, people hold her hand while she's losing consciousness. They watch her die in front of them while they're begging the police to save this woman's life. One of the officers takes a big stick, not not even a club, just a stick she got, and she starts beating the woman's unconscious body. And, you know, that's the context, too, when you see the, the, cloud cra- the crowd clashing with the police at this entrance, this tunnel entrance. They're trying to save this woman's life. And they're saying, why are you not, you know, why are you not doing her life? Please save this woman's life. I mean, it's shocking. And so Stan watching this made the point you just made, uh, which is, you know, taken as a whole, when you're watching this whole picture, typically the police would be doing one of two things. You're either dispersing the crowd or you're arresting the crowd. And if you're not doing either, and they were doing very few arrests, they weren't dispersing them, then what you're doing is instigating the crowd. Mm. You're riling them up and you're instigating them, and that could constitute entrapment, let, let alone the officers waving people into the building. You know, that, that could constitute entrapment, let alone the significant violations of use of force. Josh, do you believe that this was a political operation devised uh, devised to get people to act in the ways they had hoped they would act to justify a, the political narrative that they were hoping to get out of this event? I would say without a doubt, 
January 6th was a political operation. At the very least, if not pre-planned, it was used that way afterwards. And the big story here is they're trying to incriminate Trump and saying that he instigated it and so on. Look, Trump posted a, a Twitter a, a tweet uh, that day telling people be peaceful and go home, and telling people don't do you know this is not the way, don't do it. Twitter deleted that video, and not only that, but people couldn't see that could, people couldn't even access Twitter that day because they had these um, cell phone capturing devices set up. They were interfering with cell signals that day. You know, so there was no way people could have gotten that message. Trump tried getting people to go home. Trump also authorized the deployment of the National Guard. And it's coming out now. John Sullivan, uh, you know, just had a story on it. In fact, it's coming out now that there was intelligence reports because a whistleblower came forward and revealed this. There were intelligence reports uh, saying that they'd anticipated a breach of the Capitol. There was news of this, which raises the point. Well, if Trump authorized the deployment of the National Guard and Nancy Pelosi and other folks knew that this was, you know, a risk. Why did they not accept it? Maybe they didn't accept it, you know, speaking hypothetically here. Maybe they didn't they maybe they didn't accept it because they wanted that to happen because it again it disrupted their whole hearing. It disrupted the original plan, the one Trump said was the plan to have evidence of election fraud presented to the world during those hearings. It it disrupted and prevented that from happening. That's mm. what really happened. How can people watch this? It's outstanding work. Uh, it's free. Actually, we decided to make it totally free all through September. It's on Epoch TV, EPOCHTV.com. That's the real story of January 6th. EpochTV.com, free this month. You absolutely should watch this. Everyone in our audience should take about 90 minutes when they have an opportunity and absolutely watch this and watch this footage with your own eyes. You're going to see stuff you have not seen before. And in this case, seeing is definitely believing. It's great work, Joshua. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thoughts on that conversation? You know, when I, uh, I had hope as an individual that the system would protect me when I was uh, abused uh, in the past, uh, assaulted by a police officer, and a bunch of charges were trumped up. I, I had no doubt about uh, it. Go in there uh, and use the system, and it will benefit me. I, if the same thing had happened today, I, I, there's no way I could believe that based on and that's exactly what they want you to believe and if they can make me feel that way steve when i'm wired to run into the burning building how does everybody else feel hmm. this is january 6th i believe much like coronavirus whether it was a uh, weaponized virus or weaponized mind virus or whether it was a weapon that was intentionally released, the results are the same. The people in charge seized upon the moment in order to create a narrative, the narrative that they wanted to. Same thing with January 6th. Whether or not this was a weapon that was released on January 6th, pre-planned, that's what I'm talking about, or whether this just happened accidentally, it was weaponized. We're in a very, very, I, I don't know how we can underscore this, what the words are, very, very dark place. Because as Todd just, this is this key thing about what Todd just said. They want you to believe. They want you to believe that the system isn't there for you. It's not going to work for Correct. you. That you are helpless. Yes. Because when you're helpless... Take matters into your own hands. Yes. Yeah. And that's what they want. Yes. Absolutely.
That's exactly right, Aaron. Great analysis. We'll come back. Hour two. I'm going to walk you through what it's like to be in my shoes trying to get information to you on fake news or not. And then we are going to kick Todd with a steel-toed boot right here live on the air for Pop Culture Tuesday. Stay tuned. All right, back with Hour 2, live and on demand. You're on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. You can let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox, which you can access by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. Again, D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter and Getter. Like us as well when you go to at Real Steve Dace. Follow us there on Trump's Truth Social at Real Steve Dace and then get clips of the show, which you can watch for free. And also um, you can watch without any censorship. When you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show, again, rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show, subscribe to us there as well. Those of you that are uh, podcast listeners, you're a big part of our audience. Thank you. If you've yet to do this, please leave us a five star review, hit subscribe or follow. Thank you to all of you that have done that for us already. And don't forget, if you've got a question that you'd like us to entertain for the next Ask Me Anything coming up next Monday, Put it in your five-star review and you'll move to the front of the line for consideration by Todd. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends over at Moink. Yeah, the the same folks who thought it was cool to let uh, China control about 80% of our antibiotics also think it's kind of cool to let China control uh, good hefty portions of our food supply as well. That's why you want to go back to good old-fashioned American farm-to-table food, especially when we're talking about grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, sustainable, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and more delivered straight to your door because the family farm simply does it better. And if you sign up with Moink right now, uh, you can get the best filet mignon you'll ever taste with every order for a year. Filet mignon for free with every order for a year when you go to moinkbox.com slash Steve. M-O-I-N-K for moinkbox.com slash Steve. Again, that's moinkbox.com slash Steve. Well, let's get to some fake news or not. And uh, we lead off welcoming in uh, my oldest, Anastasia. Good to see you, sweetie. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. All right. So this week... You have chosen, uh, which which game are we playing this week? This is called, Did They Really Say That? And the they are? Politicians or celebrities. Poli- or maybe your uh, fans and listeners at home. Because they could be made up. Yes. Yes, all right. So did the people that are running the country, politicians and pop culture, basically, mm-hmm. are these things they actually said or are these things made up? All right. Anna has has either collected or created three of these to test your metal here on fake news or not. You guys ready to go? Probably not, but All right. let's do it. Anna, fire away. Okay, this first one is a headline from the Babylon Bee. Millennials who attend church regularly feel the 11th commandment should say, thou shalt pumpkin spice all the things, despite never having read the first 10. That's fake news. They did not say that. Only you say that. Only I think that's a commandment? Yes. That you should pumpkin spice all the things? Yes. I have to tell you, I may have reached my limit on pumpkin spice. Oh, no. breaking. The whole 
pumpkin spice crickets from the World Economic Forum. Oh, so oh, many DMs. Yeah. Of yeah, fake- I, that might be my tap <laughs> spice out. Spice crickets. All right. That's that's blaspheming the holy name of, of pumpkin spice right there. I might have to tap out on that level of idolatry. There's a certain amount of idolatry I'm totally comfortable with, but that 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 reach exceeds my grasp. Aaron, what do you think? Is that fake news or not? I'm going to say that's not fake news. It is fake news. A listener, Shaney Rebecca, sent that in through DM, and I thought it sounded like something they would say, so I put that in. So thank you. Thank you out there. All right, number two. Okay. <clears throat> Quote, I'm not sure about the parties, but whatever they have in Korea, that's bad. That is from... Justin Bieber. You guys know Justin Bieber. You guys aren't that um, old. I'm just trying to understand. You had dinner what with his father-in-law said. once. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. Yeah. Say that again. <clears throat> I'm not sure about the parties, but whatever they have in Korea, that's bad. It was in reference to when he was asked uh, what political party he was with. So, do you think that's an actual <laughs> quote from Justin um, Bieber yeah, about fake. his political leanings? Not, not fake news. So, you guys have been opposite both times. You think this one is not fake news? Actually, yeah, no, no, you I've, both actually think yeah, this yeah. is a real quote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a real quote. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Bieber did do that, say that on a just, uh, TV interview. Was this before or after he was poisoned by the jab? <laughs> uh, think before. Before? Think okay. before. All right. All right. One last one. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> I'll say this one and then I'll maybe I'll let you guys guess who said this. Okay. Maybe we'll see if you guys remember. All right. Please, Allah, make my Christmas miracle Lindsey Graham actually running for president in 2016. America needs the comic relief. Did Steve say that? Steve said that. Did I say that? Sounds like something you would say. Yes. Yeah. I actually said agree. that. <laughs> yes, he did actually say that. You put it on Facebook. Yes. I don't know how I feel about my daughter searching through seven years of, or six years of, Too late no, now. seven years of, of Facebook posts. <laughs> there she posts. sits. <laughs> there might be some things on there I'm like, I don't know that I wanted my daughter reading that. I know. But, I realized over this past week that Facebook has a filter, so you can go and choose all the different years you guys have been on Facebook and everything. And so. I, I said that in 2015. Yes. I said that. Yes. Yes, you did. Because it did sound like something I would say right away, which had me afraid that I actually had said something like that once <laughs> and, and before. And I guessed it because I thought you said it more recently. I mean, yeah. In well, truth... In, in, that was my first year. To defend myself, that, that turned out to be prophetic. Because one of, the, one of my f- subtle favorite moments of my career is when I dubbed during that presidential run by Lindsey Graham. as Lindsey Graham was uh, the first ever transgendered Republican. Was that 2012 or 2016? It was 2016 during, really? during that 2015 primary lead up to 2016 in the Iowa caucuses. And I dubbed him the first transgendered Republican and Dana Bash at CNN actually asked Lindsey Graham-nesty what he thought about me referring to him as a transgendered Republican. It's hurtful. Yes, that's that was kind of his answer, if I recall. But that's that's one of the subtle favorite moments of my career that that actually occurred. So if nothing else, thank you for reminding me of that, honey. I yeah, appreciate I've been it. finding a lot of good dirt on you guys for that, apparently Todd's love for Phineas and Ferb. Apparently, well, I found back in the day that was a good show. We all love that show back. We <laughs> back watched that back in the day. Yeah, yeah, so. that was a that was a fun show. Yeah. All right, good stuff. All right, let's get to part two of fake news or not. Brought to you by our friends over at Eden Pure. We had poker night last night. I no longer fear the lingering effects of poker night because of the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. I put it to the test with my poker buddies. 
and it more than stood up to the task. I put it to the test with my teenage son coming home all sweaty and hormonal from football practice. It stood up to that test as well. I've got numerous emails from several of you in the audience that have tried it on rooms that you just couldn't get smells out of, and it worked wondrously. It's a fantastic product. It's also filterless, so you don't have to change filters out of your own pocket for time and memoriam. I don't know how that works. I asked. They gave me an answer that is way beyond my comprehension. I just know that it works. All right. Uh, if you want to put it to the test, they come in packs of three. You can get all three units right now for under 200 bucks and free shipping when you use the promo code Steve3 at EdenPureDeals.com. That's the promo code Steve3 at EdenPureDeals.com. So I want to take you into what it is like on this side of the conversation on a daily basis. All right. And, 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 and this is not to fire up the violin. Okay. I mean, I, I'm blessed to get to do this. Extremely blessed and not ungrateful in the least. All right. I'm very honored to be called to do this and to uh, continue to get to do it. I mean, there, there are few things that any man would want more to be able to do for a living than to get paid to stand up for what he believes in. All right. So when I talk about difficulty, I don't mean the job. I mean the mission, the, the difficulty in me getting, getting crucial information to you. That's what I mean. All right. What's the news? Yes. Getting that information to you yeah. that, that is vital for you to make informed decisions informed choices shall we say so this morning on facebook i posted the following graphic all right this is documented compiled to total incident reports for the covid jab through september 7th of 2022 in what is called VAERS, which stands for the Vaccine Ac Adverse Effects Reporting System. It was created, remember we told you last week, VAERS was the database that was created as part of the legislation that indemnified Big Pharma with their cutting-edge jabs. In exchange, we were to get a self-reporting and transparent system that CDC, by law, would monitor, confirm, act upon. And remember last week we pointed out to you that CDC admitted Rochelle Walensky, the current director, they had not been keeping up with their legal obligations. So, oh, and one more thing before I go through this data. Remember, this is not an easy self-reporting system. This isn't a Google review, a Yelp review. This isn't Dear Bears database. I never thought this could happen to me, okay? It's not like that at all. There are pages you have to go through. You have to you, you are you submit under penalty of, of perjury. A lot of times your physician will do it for you and then maybe not do it. Um, if it's not it's time it's 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 not time friendly. Uh, pages will time out on you, and when they do, you have to go back to the very beginning. I mean, this is not an easy thing to submit information to. Not just there, it kind of weeds people out that are just simply doing it for a scam. That doesn't mean there aren't scam artists in there. But the way that the system is set up, this is not a convenient reporting system, probably. And yet they persisted. 
probably on purpose, indeed. Here's what we have from VAERS when it comes to COVID jabs through September the 7th. Self-reported or claimed 30,935 deaths, 177,050 hospitalizations, 135,259 trips to urgent cares, 205,430 doctor's office visits, 10,006 anaphylaxis or an allergic reaction, 16,012 cases of Bell's palsy, 5,016 miscarriages, 16,564 heart attacks, 52,220 reported incidents of myo or pericarditis, 57,788 reports of permanent disability, 9,016 reports of low platelets, 34,017 life-threatening reports, 44,678 severe allergic reactions beyond anaphylaxis, and 14,669 reports of shingles. That is what is in the VAERS database, cumulative, since the COVID jab program began through September the 7th. I posted that graphic with that summation this morning on all my social media accounts, but I'm going to focus only on Facebook here for the next couple of minutes. When I posted it, I posted the following caption. Quote, presented without comment. What's, what's the beginning of my caption? Presented. Without comment. Comment, which means I'm not adding any what? Comment. Commentary to the data. What it may mean, what it doesn't mean, what it does mean. I'm not adding anything. No opinions. I'm not offering any opinions. I'm not even saying that it, these are confirmed events. I know I'm just, where this is going. I'm just saying that this is what's in the database. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Quote, presented without comment. This is the latest compilation of data from the vaccine adverse effects reporting system operated by the CDC. Keep in mind, there have been multiple studies over the years showing actual rates of incidence are dramatically underreported within the VAERS database. Including this one from the British Medical Journal in 2010, which I included the link for it. All right. So the, the BMJ is the New England Journal of Medicine, the JAMA of the United Kingdom. All right, this isn't from uh, Health uh, Children's Defense Fund, authored by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. This isn't Dell Bigtree's greatest hits. Not at this point in time am I saying you shouldn't be playing them, by the way, but that's not what this is. This is, this is, these are their own publications. All right. The British Medical Journal went through uh, Kawasaki's disease and how the rates of actual confirmed Kawasaki's disease in the U.S. were way higher than what was in the VAERS database. And it just wasn't possible that, that those numbers were anything close to accurate back in 2010. Harvard's Pilgrim, that's Harvard's healthcare system. Okay. Harvard Pilgrim did a study that found maybe there are rates that the actual incidents themselves are 100 times greater than what is reported in VAERS back in 2010. Now, in my opinion, now let me pause for a second. This is just my opinion. I don't believe we can use that 100 times data as it applies to COVID because there's much more awareness about 
COVID jab side effects and things than there were about all those other vaccines we had beforehand. All right. So I think it's a little unfair to assume the numbers are a hundred times more than cut they it actually in half. are. I'm fine with but, it. But I'm fine. Let's cut it in half. Let's say let's say they're 10 times. In fact, let's do this. Let's say, let's say that Harvard studies off by 90%. And let's say it's only 10 times the actual data. And let's reread this compilation again. 300,935 deaths. Um, 1.78 million hospitalizations. 1.35 uh, visits to the urgent care clinics. 2.5 million doctor's office visits. 100,006 anaphylaxis events 160,000 cases of bell's palsy 50,016 miscarriages 50,000 160,564 heart attacks a half a million incidents of myo and pericarditis over a half a million permanent disabilities over a half a million of them 100,000 cases of low platelets, 340,000 other life-threatening instances, 446,000 cases of severe allergic reactions beyond anaphylaxis, 147,000 cases of shingles. That's if we take the Harvard Pilgrim study that I have linked here, by the way, from 2010, and we cut it down to just 10 times higher rates of actual incidents compared to what's self-reported. How's that side effect profile sound to you? How you like them apples? Do you remember, I know many of our medical experts, I think McCullough might be the most recent when he, let's not raise him up at all. I'm glad you did that. And by the way, I don't know how you're going to break me in the next segment because I'm already be broken pro at the end so of this So we've one. tilled that soil is what you're telling me? Yeah, but, but remember <laughs> he said, just take the numbers at face value. Let's say that's all of them. Yeah. They pointed out that the degree to which all of them had already leapt the threshold for what normally Correct. is applied yeah. to putting the brakes. It was already way past that. Yeah. Way past it. Yeah. Way past that. So anyway, back to the post now. Now that we did that. Yeah, thanks. Not fun at all, detour. All Whew. right. Let me go back through this again. I posted this graphic with this caption, quote, presented without comment. This is the latest compilation of data from the Vaccine Adverse Effects Reporting System operated by the CDC. Keep in mind, there have been multiple studies over the years showing actual rates of incident are dramatically underreported within this VAERS database, including this one from the British Medical Journal in 2010, which I included the link in my caption, and Harvard's Pilgrim study in 2010, which I also included the caption. That's all I wrote. I said nothing more. That's it. So zero DACE opinions. Zero. Just to be clear, zero. I made, I made no connections, no extrapolations, nothing. I didn't say this was terrible, good, you know, could be better, so-so, uh, fair to Midland, nothing. Just the graphic and that caption with links to studies from renowned institutions and periodicals saying that pre-COVID rates of actual incidents are are way underreported compared to what the confirmed incidents likely are. That's it. That's all I did. That's all I did. 
Within minutes, Facebook slapped, fake book, I should say, slapped the following label. Quote, missing context. The same information was checked in, uh, checked in another post by independent fact checkers. And then there's a link. Click to see why. So I did. Here is, here is what they gave me. Fact check. CDC's various reports are not solid proof of vaccine injuries or deaths. Just a starting point for CDC and FDA monitoring. Did I say that these were deaths? Or injuries? And it was confirmed. Did I write that? No. Does the graphic I posted say that? Yes. It says these are confirmed deaths and injuries or they're reported? Just reported. Just reported. That's all. It's just what's reported. Doesn't say that any of this is confirmed. I never made that case at all. I don't know what's confirmed. I just said this is what's been reported in the system. I never said anything with this. This is confirmed. They answered and obje they, they objected to a claim I never made. It goes on to say, the same information was checked in another post by fa fact checkers. There may be small differences. Independent fact checkers say this information is missing context and could mislead people. What context is missing? What context is missing? Take it up with the federal government, not Steve Dace. It's funny you should. I'll get to that in a minute. I'll get to that in a minute, okay? There is no context missing. There's no context missing at all. It's perfectly within context. There are two claims made within this post. And only two claims. Those are the only two claims made within this post. Number one, that this is the cumulative data self-reported when it relates to the COVID jab through September the 7th. That's the first thing. That's the first claim that my post makes. The second claim is that there have been previous studies by renowned institutions that have pointed out that historically, the actual rate of incident is way underreported compared to what is within VAERS. For the first claim, I cite the VAERS database itself as my basis for this, for these reports. Yes. So either that's in VAERS or it's not. At any point, this fake book claim that what I said was in VAERS is not in VAERS. Do they claim that? Do they yeah. prove that? Do they point yeah. that out? No, they instead try to, they divert it to, it doesn't mean what you think it means. I never said it meant anything. In fact, my very first sentence was presented without comment. I didn't attach any commentary. I don't know what you think. You might even think this is when you, you could make an argument. I don't know. I'm sure there are people that think we, we've done almost 600 million injections of this. I actually expected it to be much worse. I don't know. So it fake checks me for a claim I never made. And then it ignores the fact that it only makes two claims and I backed them up with both sourced material. In the first case, actual incident cumulative data from VAERS. That data is true or it's not. Did Fakebook provide any evidence that what I presented to you through September the 7th was false? That this is not what's in the VAERS self-reporting system? No, it did not. The second claim I made, that there have been notable studies that have shown that historically the rate of actual incident is much higher than what is self-reported within VAERS, I back that up with not one but two of the most renowned 
either periodicals and or institutions currently residing on planet Earth. Did fake book do anything to say that those studies are false, that they do not exist, or I made them up whole cloth? In other words, did fake book put an advisory on my post for anything my post actually says? Did they do that? Four legs good, two legs bad. No, no, that's what they, no, they didn't do anything. Except they jumped right to their own narrative. They're the ones pushing a narrative. Now, I want to get this. Now, this brings in the point that you made. And this is what I posted on my account as a comment. There is no missing context here at all. Despite what Fakebook claims, I never claimed these were anything other than reports of adverse events. And neither does the graphic. It is the CDC's job by law to verify them which they recently admitted they're not really taking that seriously. Furthermore, perhaps the fake checkers here at Fakebook could verify them instead of running interference for their big pharma pimps that write and pay, write their checks and pay their salaries. Because that's what this is. this is. This is arguing an objection that wasn't made. Arguing a claim I never claimed debunking a statement I never said. I made two claims and they are either verified or not. That this is the cumulative data within VAERS. I have no means of, do you know how, do you have the resources to go confirm all these cases? I no. don't. Can you think of an institution that might maybe? And they're paid and legally obligated to do and it. And are paid and legally obligated to do that. Yeah. But I, know, I don't know if these are verified. This is just what people are reporting. That I, we did that. We did that math correctly, or we did not. Fakebook offers no evidence that we did the math incorrectly. I made another claim that there have been studies that have shown that historically the rate of actual incident is very underreported compared to what's in the database. And I provided two links, two studies from 2010 that made that exact conclusion. That's never debunked either. Instead, I get censored, and my page struck. For things I never said, statements I never made, claims I never claimed. This is the challenge of presenting you this information. This is the challenge in that the vast, and, and if you want to know why, frankly, I'll tell you. If you want to know why there are other very popular conservative media outlets that won't talk to you about these issues and, and you're frustrated by them. It's because still one of the leading ways you access me or Glenn Beck or Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh or Dan Bongino, pick a name, Tucker Carlson, one of the main ways that you access us and our content is through Facebook. And there are several other very popular conservative and alternative media outlets that Facebook is the number one aggregator of their traffic because that's where you are. You're there. You get their, your, you get their information through Facebook, not from them. And so in some respects, you have forced them into a position of in order to maintain their business, avoiding issues that get them dinged by Facebook. Now, we've not done that here at The Blaze. To our own detriment, frankly. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Well, make my own mistake. 
Facebook, I'm speaking for myself, if Facebook is telling you with this response to Steve that Auschwitz does not exist. That happened in real history. This is happening right now in your backyard. It is telling you to ignore the gas chambers. But at least you're comfortable with whatever existence you've got going on right now. I think it's worse than... I think it's worse than even you just pointed out, Steve, because Facebook for years now, in an effort to wash their hands, has been outsourcing their fact-checking department to various news outlets. They're really propaganda outlets. And a person who has fact-checked your stories multiple times is somebody named Dean Miller, writing for Lead Stories, or The Lead Stories. He's some has-been newspaper guy from that worked at a newspaper in Idaho. He's been in academia. He's got 600 followers on Twitter. And he's deciding what's real or fake for you. He's sitting there in Seattle. Nobody. He's a nobody. He's a nobody. Yes, I said he's he, he is nobody. And he gets to decide what's real news and what's fake news. That's how we that's how we do the narrative now. Meanwhile, Facebook just a dean said it was fake news and he's a he's a journalist. He's part of a an austere outlet like uh, the lead story. You ever heard a lead story, Steve? Never heard it in my life, nor yeah. his name. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they get to decide what what's real and what's not. So. Dean Miller, I don't. He's a nobody. Somebody who could not find a job a real job. He gets to sit around at some crappy apartment in Seattle and decide what's real or not for you. Now that we have tenderized Todd, we will go for the kill with Pop Culture Tuesday when we come back. What's left of me? In these unprecedented times, Bing. make sure if you are going into the real estate market where it can always be one of the most stressful things you'll do in your life, 10 times worse when it's in the Let's Go Brandon era, even worse or worse if you go in there without the right agent. Uh, that's why you want to contact our friends at realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, they work with only the best agents in every market. They do their homework. They vet those agents before they list them in the database and recommend them to people like you. That's why we've got thousands of agents waiting in line to be verified and listed because we don't just take anybody. And a lot of times the people we do take are right here from our audience here uh, in Blaze Media. So uh, you can trust they also have the same value system that you do. Uh, and they'll get you to almost anywhere you want to go there's always exceptions but just about anywhere you want to get to or flee from we can probably help you find an agent with a proven track record of success to make your journey as successful as possible uh, go to realestateagentsitrust.com today provide some basic info and then our team will reach out to you to make an introduction with one of our preferred agents when you go to realestateagentsitrust.com and now we come to the end of all things, maybe quite literally.
Pop Culture Tuesday, when we look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. Or in this case, perhaps, the intersection between pop culture and oblivion. Todd has no idea what we are about to show him and you. You have been given no heads up. I know you're nervous. I know you tried to hit Aaron up for some information before I came in here this after, this morning, right? Seeing if you might uh, do you a solid. And he gave you nothing because the dude code. Oh, he gave me something. It's potentially worse than I even thought. I've just, just kind of, it was a throwaway line and no, there was trepidation. And that's the dude code is when you're on edge to put you even more so, right? To not put you on any E at any ease whatsoever. Oh, it's not going to be that bad. Not try to comfort you, but to put you even more on tilt. That way to honor the dude code there, Aaron. Uh, all I said is I don't know. And I told the truth too. Well, speaking of the dude code, I reserve the right since you set the president to walk off the set if this gets too much to bear. That may happen. <laughs> that may happen. Are you ready? No. Let's go. Coattails, baby. Here it is. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ plus museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week, and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a thruple situation. You're in a thruple? Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a thruple. I don't even want to be in a couple. Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old. He's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Oh, my God. That's Aaron. He's very hot. Gay guys are so stupid. I know. But we've been smart enough to brand ourselves as being smart. It's our little secret. You met a guy? I don't think I'm his type. He's like gay Tom Brady. What are you into? One of these ripped idiots with no opinions? No, I like someone who's physically very frail and won't stop talking. And I bet he's as intimidated by you as you are by him. I'm down for whatever. Yeah, I can do whenever and I can do whatever. Cool, whatever, whenever. GIF of Michael Scott dancing. Office GIF? This person isn't gay. I need you to be honest with me. You like these rowy meathead idiots. Oh, they're fighting. You like that? Hey. I can be tough oh, like your you boys. Like oh, that's what you like, huh? Oh, what's going on? Oh, that's cool. Bye bye. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Now I have to go to a Pride party, and you're both too old to be in the pool. Please leave. People are threatening to boycott the museum. You can't say Lincoln was gay. And if we don't do this, we're letting the heterosexual terrorists win. There are trans terrorists too. Caitlyn Jenner. You're so different from me. You're very intense. I like to keep things chill. I can be chill. Just like a manly man. Sir. So I got you. Yeah, you gonna need some help here, oh, 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 hey, I'm gonna need oh, some help here, bro. What is going on with you? My whole life, I prided myself on being self-reliant, but this guy has gone into my head. Maybe you're both bottoms, and that's the problem. Bottom day. Bottom day. Yeah. Gay sex was more fun when straight people were uncomfortable with it. Somebody. 
Oh my God, do you guys remember straight people? Yeah, they had a nice run. So I, I, I could not subject myself to that again. I took my earpiece out, only looked at you. I can't watch it anymore. That trailer has been shown during numerous sporting events here the last couple of weeks. Uh, in almost every theater in the United States of America, regardless of what the movie actually is or it is rated. Totters and your thoughts. Uh, it's not a surprise because I did catch it. I had, and not that whole thing, that seems to be a much longer version, uh, but we were in our living room. And so my children caught some of that uh, as well. Now here's, I'm going to, this is great. This is going to boomerang back on you. It's one of the most vile and disgusting things I've ever yeah. watched in my entire yeah. life. It's certainly one of the most vile and disgusting. And I'm talking, you know, you're talking to a kid from the 80s that watched fake faces of death videos for, for he said, this is very real. It's one of, that, that's maybe the most disgusting two minutes and 54 seconds we've ever put on this, on this show. The, the, the main couple there? I recognize both actors. Do you? No, I've never seen them. Don't know anything about them. No. The more... A couple of the choice lines. I liked gay sex better or was more fun when uh, straight people were grossed yeah. out by it. Uh, discussing the bottoms menu with the children. Yeah. Right? That's kind of cool. The more macho guy in the couple. Yeah. The, the guy on the in the park blanket that gets on top. Yeah. I know this because uh, I'm married, and during the uh, Christmas season, uh, inevitably, some time must be spent watching Hallmark movies. That dude is in multiple Hallmark movies. As just a guy who found a girl. And so, but this is apparently the big break he's been... Uh, waiting for so no uh i was actually relieved uh because i had been prepped for this i had seen a little bit but you, it's, you'd um, been you'd been groomed for this it's um and I, listen let's face it i america told you before covid and it's reason why the powers that be knew covid could be pulled over our eyes is because people like me told you once they went down the trans road and we accepted it, anything was possible. And so now here, right in your living room, Drag Queen Story Hour is the price of freedom. Um, I mean, I don't even like why this. It's to, the words you chose. You know what you didn't choose, Steve? Are you shocked by this? You didn't say you were shocked. No, no, no. Nope. I'm not shocked. No. Disgusted. Appalled. Yeah. Shocked. No. I thought the title at the end of this was going to be Monkeypox, the documentary, because uh, that's basically what this is. I mean, it's not a fictional thing. This is Monkeypox, the documentary. This is how that happens. Um, I actually thought this was going down a different route at the beginning of this commercial or this uh, trailer. They're panning... The Rainbow Jihad. Right. At the same time, they're absolutely affirming and then going further than maybe we ever have. This is not Brokeback Mountain. No. 
This is, uh, gotta be careful with my words here. This is shoving it in your face. Celebrating. Guys, there's a book a while ago that was written. Oh, what's the name of it? Was that Romans? No, Romans. Romans 1. And there's a part of this book, uh, which I think is an early chapter, that perfectly describes what you just saw. Something about men giving up, burning with, uh, with, uh, with lust for other men. God gave them up to their shameful desires. Celebrating evil, inventing new ways of doing evil. Am I just off my rocker here, or was that just like uh, it doesn't ring a bell to me? It doesn't ring a bell. Okay, yeah, I must be. You know, I didn't sleep that well last night. I must be just waking up, uh, just making stuff up. I wonder if those kids actually have some good recommendations for the Bodmas menu. That's what I I'm, just. That's what I've been wondering here for the last few minutes. But as disgusting as it, it's 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 helpful, because remember the lie. Love is love, mm -hmm. just like everybody else. Did that look just like everybody else? Did it sound just like everybody else? They're actually saying out loud, Terrence Point, we hold everybody else in contempt. Whatever we are, we're, we hate you. I, they just, it's all out there in the open now. It, it, it's just for everybody else to decide that, listen, this whole conservative thing, whatever, small government, do what you want to do, all that stuff at the end of the day. We, we said a lot of different things to avoid it about being what it really needed to be about. There is right and there is wrong. And we need to be specific about what that is. And the people who have taken the conservatives way back of Bill Buckley and turned into whatever that the hell that word means now don't want to do that, which is why it's almost a useless term. It does not matter if you are not willing to say this is right and that is wrong and specifically put the labels on it and then do something about it. That's it. That's a great rant. And you said a word that stood out to me, specific. What I just subjected everyone to was extremely specific. Mm -hmm. There are no generalities. Nope. There's almost nothing left to your imagination. There is no corruption that's at least, at, at least not addressed, let alone subliminally hinted at. That's very specific to the point of brazenness right yeah very specific to the point of brazenness and you know all right here we go this takes us back to the very opening to the show what i'm about to say next to the very opening to the show and the faustian bargain that liz cheney made the the deal with the devil that she made only to get blindsided this morning from a piece in politico with liberals saying, hey, thank you for uh, putting out. Thank you for services rendered. Money's over there on the table, sweetie. Feel free to clean up, wash up on your way out. Have a good rest of your evening. But this ain't pretty woman. It was never going to end like that. Well, we are Richard Gere, but you are most definitely not Julia Roberts. You're cinnamon. 
That's who you are. You're Jade. You're Vanilla Sky. You ain't Julia Roberts. Have a good rest of your evening. Right? That's how it started. Mm -hmm. Right? Did you see what they said about Bruce Jenner in that trailer? Took a shot at him. Yeah. Made sure to include it in the trailer. Right? It's one thing to put it in the script. They made sure to put it in their promotional material. Took a shot at him. Right? Yep. Didn't Bruce Jenner make the exact same deal that Liz Cheney made? Right. Could it be... Could it... Could it be... Could it be claimed that he got a worse deal? He deformed himself. I mean, at least Liz Cheney's got like some primetime slots with the January 6th committee, right? Mm-hmm. He mutilated himself. Turned himself into a caricature to serve the spirit of the age. To try and mainstream it. In response, he got about 1% of the vote in the California recall. And now for the very first ever Rainbow Jihad rom-com ever released by a major studio, they make sure to take a shot, an explicit shot at him. And he made the off... Dude, what more can, what more can a man offer than his balls? As the great prophet Tony Montagna once said, all I got in this world is my word and my balls. And I don't break any either for anybody. Dude, he literally offered up his balls. Literally. Man can't offer up any more than that. God only asked for the foreskin. Dude offered up the entire cage to the spirit of the age. And what does he get in return? An absolute unnecessary cheap shot at him in their first and most aggressive foray into true pop culture. Not as a fringe, not as a caricature, but as a mainstream entity. That's what he got. So uh, in a way, we end this show exactly where we began it. You're all lot. Those of you that think you can cut this deal, you're all lot and understand lot. You pastors who think you can commit sins of omission, anybody who thinks they can conform to this, we'll talk more about it in the overtime as well. You're all lots. And when the mob outside your home, when they finally reach the point that even you say, Mr. French, okay, this is literal insanity, I have to say no. They will look at you and forget all the other times you played fluffer duty for them. You cut off your own balls for them. Figuratively, or in the case of Bruce, literally, they will forget all of those moments just like they did Lot, and they will look at you and say, who is this foreigner in our midst? When we're done here, we're going to do worse to you and your family. You're all Lot's. You're not cunning. You're not crafty. You're fools. In fact, Liz Cheney, there isn't any money over there on the nightstand for you. But thanks for a good time. John 317.
This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.